Welcome to the Sultans of Smoke podcast. I'm Drew. We got Mo with us tonight and Dave the Wagon again. Yo. And joining us this week again, we got uh, Brad. Yo. Although, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not sure who Drew is. Yeah, I, no, nobody fucking knows. I personally know him as the big quesadilla. <laughs> oh, what do we got is that, tonight? Is that name died already? <laughs> You're not the no. no, that that name is very much valid. <laughs> All right, good deal. Um, uh, well, fine. I'll kick us off. So I don't know what you guys had, but I've been writing down notes all week. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fucker. So, um, what's the silly burning to the band thing? It. We just talked about that. When did we talk about this? No, not us. Oh. I mean, yeah. And it's funny because the reaction was the same as ours. It's not funny. It's stupid. Yes. <laughs> Why are people doing this? What is it? What is wrong with people? Is is that like the ghost facing of uh, 2016 or what? <laughs> I don't even know what it is. You haven't people seen people? They'll, they'll post pictures of them burning all the way down to the band. And through the band. Yeah. yeah. yeah through the band. Some some of those bands are smokable, right? The I mean, it, and the yeah, we're not talking about the basin or the the yeah. the face. Okay. No, no we're like, talking about like paper actual bands. paper bands. Yeah, once, like like I've seen Drew Estate L forty bands being smoked through. Once once you get to that point, you just gotta power through. <laughs> you just. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody knows that the Fuente glue makes it taste so much better. Why not the band too? Oh, here we go. I'm just saying, add that extra little bit of magic on top. Brad, are you going to let it, this happen again? You got a you got a Fuente hater uh, sound effect, Drew. Uh, I, <laughs> gotta, we'll just we'll just we'll just censor him. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You talk bad about Fuente, it's like swearing. I like Fuente. Did you not listen to those podcasts that we did? Yeah, no, I was talking about one specific cigar. I like a lot of Fuente. which happens the, uh, to be I the Shark is one of my uh, my like. Thinkables, you know what I mean? I think about the cigar all the time. <laughs> I should have lit it up tonight. You're lying. No, the Eye of the Shark, man. I love that cigar. Dave. What's up? Don't lie. No, man. I love the Cameroon and the Hemingway series. I love the Añejo. Their uh, their core line is fucking pretty damn good for the bunny. Hmm. I agree. It's not what you were saying earlier, but I do agree. Yeah. Sure it is. So, back to the burning of the bands. <laughs> does anybody have an actual answer other than just like getting attention no but you know what man honestly i i don't know why people do it i'm not sure what the, the logic is behind it i i don't know like brad said is this kind of just you know ghost facing or whatever was the big thing last year of taking pictures of yourself with smoke blowing in your face i guess um <laughs> i don't i don't know uh why i would be curious to know why if anybody does know I would imagine it would present a serious health risk. Would it not? <laughs> As a smoking three cigars a day. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're not smoking three well, layers you, of paper, though, either. I think well, that's... Is, is, is three a band, cigars equals one. Are the bands even paper? You know, like the cellophane, it isn't plastic. It's vegetable compounds, you know. Is, is the band even paper? Or is it a vegetable? Is it I even? Don't I don't know. I don't know either. I thought they were paper, but 
evidently there's something else if people are smoking them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe you should try know. it. I'm going to try it on this Italia tonight. It's got a beautiful gold band. I'm just going to smoke right through the thing. Do it. Let you guys know. <laughs> Paramedics are on standby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I got a, I got a serious, you know, I, you guys had me on maybe to answer some questions, but I got a serious question for you guys. Yeah, go ahead. Um, what do you got? I was, I was, I went out after work with a bunch of people and they, uh, one of the guys I work with, his brother's a big cigar smoker. So they're like, you know, they're like, Bradley, you know, tell, uh, tell my brother and show him some of the cigars you smoke. So I was showing them. And I was like, this is a Cuban, or he's like, what is that? And I was like, oh, that's a, a Cuban cigar I like. I got it in a bomb. And they're like, what's a, what's a bomb? And I'm like, it's a cigar bomb. It's, it's when a strange guy that you met on the internet sends you $150 <laughs> worth of cigars. <laughs> and I'm like, it's perfectly normal. You know, how do, how do I explain to non-smokers, is there, is there any logical way I can explain to them what a cigar bomb would be? Yeah, <laughs> while you're at it, explain what a herf is, too. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> um, all right. Because well, there's no strange way to not, uh, there's no way to not sound strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, we had talked about this before, like how do you explain to your spouse or significant other that you're going to meet a bunch of dudes off the internet? Mm-hmm. To smoke cigars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so they're friends of yours? No, we've never hung out. <laughs> I, used to, I used to think that stuff was crazy. You know, when I would hear people meeting people on the internet, I'm like, "What the hell's wrong with people?" You know, and now I do it all the time. Maybe someone should take my computer away. <laughs> yeah, and do those people a favor. <laughs> this is true. The sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, okay, let's try to define this. I'm going to start. First of all, a herf is when, I think it originated in England. Is that right? And I think it essentially means people getting together to literally smoke cigars. And I don't think think it's an acronym for anything. I literally think that is the word. I think you're just talking out of your ass right now. (laughs) I'll buy it for $10. Like All right, it, it's even it's even worse when you type it in on your phone and it auto autocorrects to herd. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to herd. People are real suspicious of you. <laughs> Bunch of cattle. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, All right, so and then a cigar bomb is a generous act of giving by another member of the cigar community. That may include cigars, beverages, or cigar accessories. Or snacks. Or snacks. I've gotten coffee cups, uh, you know, with a certain, with that person, a significant logo for that person. Mo, did you get the, Beef uh, jerky. you get the one mm-hmm. I sent you? No, I haven't been home yet. Oh, well, shit. There might, <laughs> there might be snacks involved. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I nailed it. How'd you get a quesadilla in there? <laughs> That's why I told him to open it back on Monday. 
You know, I, I really have wondered with all the Instagram posts and everything else about cigar bombs, you know? Everybody mm. exaggerates it, and I'm really curious how the NSA filters that out before they just go and, uh, you know, enter everybody's homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you're talking about yeah. the bombs mm-hmm. in the mail. Bo- yeah, I, I've always wondered that, too. Yeah, I've been raided yeah. about six times already. <laughs> National <laughs> terrorist. <laughs> so, this kind of leads us into two different stories. Um we need to talk about how to properly bomb someone. Yes, absolutely. Does anybody want to go? <laughs> okay, so... Dave's always I, the stickler on this one, but... Yeah, D- Dave's like... Uh, yeah, he's to the T, but... Okay, bomb so Nazi. I did it wrong. When I when I bombed you and, you know, you and Dave, uh, I didn't put a note in or anything like that. But that's because I talk to you guys every day. But if you're going mm-hmm. to bomb somebody that you don't generally talk to on an everyday basis outside of a forum or cigar noise or something like that, it is customary to, number one, wrap the stuff well in, you know, bubble wrap, whatever. Um, and secondly, uh, include a note and, uh, you know, kind of discuss, you know, hey, thanks for your friendship or I appreciate your friendship or whatever the, the nature of the reason you're bombing them is, uh, could be, you know, God forbid the loss of a loved one or a congratulatory thing for getting married or whatever. Um, the other thing would be, um, don't send them stuff you wouldn't smoke yourself or send them things that you know they would enjoy. Um, those I think are two things that are very important right there. Yeah, that's spot on. Um, another, another thing is, you want to try to be sneaky when getting their address, you know. You don't just want to find your target and say, hey, what's your address, you know, that's giving it away. You want to try to get in contact with somebody that knows that person or might have their address and mm-hmm. try to get it on the slide and make it more of a surprise for them. You know, because yeah. getting a bomb, you know, it makes, you know, you could have the shittiest day and your boss yelled at you and, your wife's yelling at you, but if you get a nice cigar bomb, you know, it, it cheers you right up. A- absolutely. The element of surprise is definitely a big one. I definitely agree with that. That, that it? That all we got? Well, Dave, Drew, what do you got? Well, man? I mean... I, I think you nailed it, man. Yeah. Uh, one quick thing, though, is that, that note. It's really impressive how much that note means. I think Ooh. that's kind of gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't have well, to you be calligraphy. Know. You know, you don't have to have, what's that, special writing paper? Uh, papyrus? I don't know. Yeah, papyrus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like letter paper. You, it doesn't have to be anything special. It could just be the worst handwriting in the world, mine, uh, on just any random sheet of paper. But it, it really does mean a lot. And some people go as far as to list out the cigars in case you're not familiar with it. Uh, usually I'm too lazy and I'll use that paper space to talk about bullshit. But No, that's not yeah, a bad that, idea. That note means a lot. I think that's pretty good to list the cigars. That's that's a good idea. Now the note thing, oh, yeah. I'm still kind of. Uh... I, you know, and, and some of the guys are funny. And I got I got a bomb a while back from Jared, who goes it goes by the uh, screen name of P and W, or I think he's no, J, awesome, awesome guy. J J Riss on Instagram, mm-hmm. you yep. know, and he he sent me just you know all all unicorn cigars, uh, five great cigars, and he was like. I found these. I found these dog turds in my humidor. I hope you smoke them. You know, <laughs> you know it's just funny. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. First of all, Jared was the first guy to ever bomb me. Um, 
And, you know, I will forever appreciate that. So, Jared, I know you listen. Thank you. Um, but, man, it, it does make – it just makes such a huge difference. And he, he sent you that hat, right? Yes, yeah, because I, I work at a BN shuttle loader, and uh, he works at the BN as well, um, railroad. and yeah. when, I, when Ghost bombed me, he sent me a, a metal coffee tumbler with a Iroquois Indian logo, you know, and I, I drink coffee out of it every morning. I think mm-hmm. it's pretty pretty special, you know. So it's cool to add those extra home hometown things or you yeah, know mm-hmm. special hometown food or beer. Speaking of ghosts, when he uh, sent me my first bomb, he included little notes, you know, like the uh, Tatuaje, the uh, Black Label Petite Lancero. Mm-hmm. He said it need to be dry box, you know, otherwise you won't have draw mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff is is really helpful. And you just yep. just go to the post office. Don't go to FedEx or anything. It's twice as much. Just go to the post office, and mm-hmm. they have those flat rate boxes right there. Um, take it home, fill it up. Uh, I think it's like probably about six bucks to ship. Yeah, the small ones are like six eighty now. Yep, six eighty. Little, little bubble wrap, Boveda pack, and uh, mm. it, it can hold about five or six cigars. And I, I haven't I haven't ever seen any that have gotten destroyed, or very few. So. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go to the medium flat rate box, sometimes it is better if you have other boxes from, you know, retailers or other people that have sent you stuff. Sometimes you can get off for nine, ten bucks instead of I think thirteen forty for the medium flat rate. Wait, did so you just say you can cheaper. get off for nine or ten bucks? Oh yeah. Hey, Louisiana tax. <laughs> but he's drunk, uh, he has no clue. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit cheaper. You know, so if you don't want to play the whole thing and you already got boxes, use it and go. So you can play with boxes and get off in 10 bucks. Yeah, I'm an easy date. <laughs> um, all right, we, we're good on that. Everybody. But, uh, so the last thing is, and, and we talked about this a little bit last week, and I just want to reiterate, especially if you're getting a bomb from somebody that um, is not like one of your buddies, right? Um, post it, acknowledge it, and, you know, Give them their due. I mean, that's a big act of generosity. I mean, I know to us we get them like, okay, yeah, it's cigars, but that's money too. You know, like Brad mm-hmm. said, some stranger just bought me with 150 bucks essentially is what a guy did, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and even so. if you don't post it for whatever reason, mm-hmm. shoot them a message. Yep. You know, there, there's so many times that you send stuff to other people and you just don't know, you know, and you don't want to be the weird guy to ask like, hey, did you get it? Because you don't want to make any, you know, make them feel pressured into posting, because that's not what it's about. But right, you know, just, right. just a little something like confirmation that it actually got delivered to your address. Right, and, right. An, another nice thing, like tonight on Instagram, I'm smoking a cigar that that Tim Brewer gave me, Wisco. You know, and I, I put it on Instagram. I said thanks. You know, even though he sent me this cigar a million years ago, I even I thanked him the night a million years later. I said thanks, you know, to, to Tim yeah. for this cigar. I, you know, I see a lot of people, they'll be like, I got this bond to me. I don't remember by who. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I get so many, bom- you know, kind of deal. I get so many bombs that I can't keep track. It's funny you bring that up because uh, I was hanging out with one, uh, Ray, and, and Ray listens to our podcast uh, last weekend. He's one of the Cigar Ninja guys. Um, What's up, and he Ray? Gave- yeah, you know, you've met Ray, uh, yep. Brad. Yeah, yep. he's, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good dude. And uh, so he gave me a uh, TAA 2012 Tatawahe. And uh, oh. 
he said when he listened to the podcast and then I gave him, you know, credit for giving it to me, he's like, I was pissed when I remember. He goes, I must have been drunk when I gave that to you. (laughs) (laughs) God, that cigar is good. Yeah, it is. And then the 2016, yeah. Well, if you receive a bomb and you plan on throwing it into your little uh, buddy bin or whatever they want to call it, uh, just keep it in the same package, you know, the same uh, little container and write their name on it. That way you don't mm-hmm. forget. Or I do labels. Labels work really well. Just a cheap label maker. All right. All right. I think we beat yep. the shit out of that one. Yep. You got <laughs> we got glue. Good on that. <laughs> um, so, let's see. Oh, I got some other. Last yep. thing. Go ahead. No, last thing. <laughs> if, if you're going to be sending multiple bombs at once, make sure you keep them straight. <laughs> you know, because this almost happened to me when I sent your guys's out. So just keep them straight. You know, write name, write it, put an X on one, or you know, something like that before you box them up and put them away. Mm-hmm. And it really helps to go ahead and uh, do the label first, and then put that on the box, and then you put cigars in and tape and go. Yeah, that works too. <laughs> yep. All right, so um, I'm going to get into some other stuff here. Um, I'm going to wait on this one. So um, relighting cigars, once it's gone out, what's you guys' take on it? You got you to gotta do it. If, it. if it keeps going out with one-third of the cigar left, if you're down towards the band and it keeps going out, it's so built up with resin and moisture and tar and everything. It's just... It's just never going to stay lit. But if, if, if you got one-third done or two-thirds, light it back up. Well, I think this is more of a put it out, go back to it. Um, mm. How long of a period of time? That's what we're talking about. So G- give your I, view I've got on a it. person, unnamed, but uh, my dad. <clears throat> <laughs> Drew? Magic he will light a cigar my bad. go out. And then the next morning, and I'll ha- he hasn't done this in a few months, but he'll go out the next morning and, and light it back up and be like, oh, okay, it's still good. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, luckily he doesn't listen to the podcast, I don't, I don't think, but um, I did express to him, because Brad and I talked about purging one time. Um, it was new to me, I want to say around Christmas maybe, maybe a little bit before that, but I'd never heard the term before, and I was bouncing it off Brad. And he was describing how it's, you know, really helpful for when a cigar is out and you try to relight it. Sometimes I try it when I get down to the last uh, little bit and it's just a little too bitter. But it works. And there's two variants that I've seen out there. There's the one where you just blow as hard as you can against the cigar and push all the impurities out. And there's the other one where you take a lighter and you do the same thing, but you light it and you can see the, uh, the flames turn in different colors assuming that that's the impurities being burned out. And when Dave refers to purging a cigar, that means instead of inhaling, you blow through the cigar, and it actually pushes the moisture out. It pushes the resin. Uh, you can just blow through it probably almost as hard as you can. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and if, if you know <coughs> if you know you're going to let a cigar go out, purge it, and... Uh, and when you come back to relight it, purge it again. Just blow through it, and it'll blow any of the the crap that's built up. It'll blow it right off. And for anybody that's listening that's curious, Brad is my mentor. 
Just so y'all know, this is my uh, my flavor mentor. You you passed her so, mentor. So, so you're the you're the asshole. You're the asshole to blame for this. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, if I have any bad habits, it's all Brad. But my good habits too. <laughs> you don't you don't have any good habits. <laughs> Um, another another um. trick you can use when you read. <laughs> <laughs> another trick you can use when you're relighting is cut. You you can cut pieces of the cigar off until you get to clean tobacco. When it goes out, it's got that black charred tobacco in there. If you cut past that, it'll be just like relighting a new cigar um, with all that burnt out of there. So, and you gotta be careful of that too, because I've tried it in the past. And if it's, if it, even if it doesn't look burnt and black, if it's darker colored in the center, usually, it, it'll still. You gotta cut a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want all of that black tobacco out of there. Yeah, and it'll be just like smoking a fresh cigar. So, so recap. What's your what's your take <laughs> on it, um, Dave? Do you do do you ever put them out and go back to them? And how much time? No, you know me. I'm not going to mess around with that. Well, I had to ask. You're on the podcast. Yeah, but it, it's not very hard to light a third, you know, if you only got a third of the way. This is true. <laughs> yeah. let, no. me stub, let me stub this one out after a couple puffs and light up this next $50 cigar. That's a Dave West. <laughs> you know, I've got another story about this, and I want to say it's my dad that told me this. Oh, so shit. if you work with my dad, I'm sorry. The story's about you. But <clears throat> he... Um, he said he has a co-worker that doesn't smoke very often and they smoke supposedly they go down to uh, uh, Jamaica and they get Cubans you know so that story may or may not actually pan out but they're so strong for him that him and his wife will go out by the dock and I'm not sure where they found water up here in northern Louisiana but they go by the dock they'll smoke like a third they will pass out verbatim they will pass out they will wake up a few hours later light it back up good to go they'll get their fill pass out again wake up in the morning sometime smoke it again it takes them usually three sessions to smoke this cigar and they're sharing it apparently so some people out there do like cigars dave i think that's a different kind of cigar there buddy yeah yeah i'm not sure that's tobacco (laughs) i don't know man i thought it was strange but there are strange people well, you know, they're just, you know, we're we're such aficionados, you know, any little... Oh, yeah. Whoa, now, don't, don't throw that word around at me. Bird taste <laughs> or anything's going to be, you know, ruining our experience. But if you're smoking one cigar a year that you brought back from Jamaica, I don't think it matters how many times you relight it. It's, it just tastes like... <laughs> You know. It tastes like success, right? Tastes like, yeah, it tastes like Jamaica. <laughs> uh, tastes like Jamaica. Jeez. All right. So, so Brad, people do it. So. Brad, um, do you relight cigars? How long do you? I mean, do you? Can you go between whatnot? What's your answer? I would say probably five hours max. It's just gonna get so stale. You don't do it often, then. I mean it. No, I'm, okay. I don't really do it that often. Mo, uh, man, I I can't even remember the last time I did that. I honestly don't even remember because part of it's because when I do smoke, it's because I'm at a cigar shop or because I really don't. Well, you now bl- I'm starting to, but you blocked out the time for it. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's normally the last thing I do before I sleep. Like if I smoke during the week, so. Um. So my uh, I do this a lot at work. Um, 
so I'll smoke a little bit, go in a customer's house, come back and like smoke more or go to lunch or whatever. Um, so I do this a lot. And I've had some cigars where you can do it with. And I'm talking, it's sitting, I don't know, no more than like 30 minutes in between relights. Um, man, some of them you're, are fine. You can't even tell. Some of them it's like, oh, I'm not firing that back up. We're good. <laughs> I'll just... <laughs> I'll just light up something different. So um, I've never gone longer than like the 30 minutes. I've never set one out overnight and come back to it. Um, <laughs> well, do you purge them when you do this? Uh, I do, yeah. Okay. Um, Give us an example, Drew, of a couple ones that it does work with. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, Talk to me, Goose. Dude, I don't know. Because I, I, Usually uh, the Nika is real good. Nika is real good. It can be relit. Um, but I don't know offhand. I mean, because I, I, I try to just smoke through cigars at work, too. And I mean, offhand, I don't know. Okay. I'll try to I'll try to keep mental notes of some in the future, and we'll come back to this. Um, because I, I I mean, pretty much every day, I don't get to smoke it straight through if I'm working. Mm-hmm. Um, now I've got a question for you, Drew. What? When when you go into your customers' houses, do they pinpoint you as a cigar smoker? Uh, I don't know. Nobody's ever said anything. Because I went to class tonight, and I smoked a cigar probably 30, 45 minutes before I went in there. And or I finished that prior to that, and somebody said, "Hey, do you smoke cigars?" And I was like, "Whoa, you got me." Where where that doesn't happen to you often? Where were you smoking though? I was smoking at the house on the porch. You guys okay. may think you smell all fresh and clean, but you guys stink. You can <laughs> well, smell usually, a cigar smoker from a block away. Usually, I'm pegged as like a cigarette. You know, somebody will say, "Hey, do you smoke cigarettes?" But I've never been like called out for smoking a cigar. You know what I mean? And I think there's a big difference, but there's, the general public doesn't seem to really still catch that. Except for today. To, it still stinks to not yeah. smokers. I've exactly. never been asked. Um, I, I, I'll go to lunch with some buddies sometimes, and they won't notice. Um, sometimes they will if I'm, like, driving to lunch and smoking it in the truck. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll be like, oh, you had a cigar. But most generally they don't. But my windows are either down or I'm smoking outside in the wind. Yeah. Um, so you really don't get a whole ton of that smell. And I'm not like close talking with people and breathing on them, like, <laughs> yeah. like Dave likes to people to do yeah. to him. Apparently, apparently ever, that's my style. If you ever meet Dave out, make sure you close close talk with him. <laughs> yeah, close the distance, then finish the fight. He likes it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've got that same story, Dave. I was at uh, some friend's house, um, and I took some cigars over. We're all smoking them. His dad. It's like, oh, I'm going to bed. And he's like, I'll smoke this one tomorrow. I was like, dude, I'll give you another cigar. And he's like, no, I'll fire this one up tomorrow. It's like, all right, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, more and power. He, he did, so. Um, let's move on to, uh, let's let's just do some drinks and cigars. So somebody asked us, at Mo, yeah, and I don't remember. Nuno. Nuno. Drinks and cigars, pairings. Um, what's uh, Dave, what are you drinking? What are you smoking tonight? So I was just smoking the Vicarious. Apparently it was the black label. Uh, Matt sent it to me. And I was pour- pairing that with some uh, ruby, coffee ruby. It's like a very bitter coffee stout. It's pretty good. I liked it a lot. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> <laughs> How long has that finger been on the button? <laughs> oh, Brad, what are, you, uh, what are you drinking, smoking? I got the, the Latelier. And I'm drinking Angel's Envy Bourbon, uh, Maduro medium-bodied cigar, and a, probably a medium-bodied bourbon. Awesome. And I, 
I usually I usually do stouts in Maduro, and I usually do natural cigars with like an IPA or an ale beer. Mm-hmm. But lot mainly lots of beer and cigars. It's you know you get the best bang for your buck. You know you can get a six pack for twelve dollars. You can and you get a variety of you know you can get a variety pack for twelve bucks. And, you know you're set. Mo, I know we joke about it, but are you having a protein shake tonight? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing uh, Ep- Illusioni Epernay and, and muscle uh, milk coffee in a co- <laughs> coffee black. <laughs> muscle milk. Uh, do y'all want to go over any like guidelines for pairings? Jeez, Dave. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. You, you, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> Take the night Damn off, it. Drew. I can't find my corner. Go, I'm stumbling. Go ahead, Dave. It. Take over. Um, so I'm smoking the Wolf uh, Pudgy Monster uh, with coffee and uh, just coffee tonight. You're smoking the Wolf Man, right? Yes. What do you think so far? Um, man, it didn't start good, um, but now getting into it, I'm probably over a third into it. It's pretty good. Yeah, you get that sweetness out of that Sumatra a little bit, I feel like. Okay, so he Nuno asked for like some specific pairings. Um, Dave, I know you drink and smoke a lot. Um, oh, my pizza's you, here. You, <laughs> is he gonna, <laughs> most pizzas. Here. Do we need to take a podcast break for you? No, no, I'll let it cool down. You, you sure? Oh yeah. We'll let you. Uh, we'll let you go get it. What, what, did the no. guy deliver the pizza on a Harley Davidson? <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> no, that's, hey, that, that's that's my sound effect yeah, courtesy. All of a sudden, the fucking Vermont. Hell's Angels are moving in that door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the brochachos, man. They roll deep. It ain't the brochachos, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So, um, Dave, you you yeah. drink and smoke a lot. Do you have a specific pairing for a certain cigar? Do you that you can share or several? Uh, Is there something that you smoke and you always pair it with uh, whatever? Not really, man. I mean, I, I try certain things like, um, and Brad and I have talked about this a lot offline. I like certain rums with certain cigars, like, uh, and Brad was the first one to mention this, and it, it makes so much sense. A sweeter rum, like Zaya or uh, Ron Zacapa, with Maduro wrapper is golden. Um, the Florida Cana is less sweet. You know, it's a little drier with a little more caramel taste, and I love that with uh, natural. Um, for me, IPAs are harder to pair, but I like that with um, Abanos a lot. And that's pretty much it, man. Anything else is fair game. I think broadleaf I like a lot with chocolate stouts, though. So. Yeah, broadleaf goes well with chocolate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> protein shake. <laughs> Damn right, it does. <laughs> that, that's the protein shake. Protein shake. Mm-hmm. It does the protein. And uh, Dave, I mean, uh, Brad, Brad, will you mention yours again? Because you kind of mm-hmm. got into that, what you pair. Do you I, have any you specific know, ones? You know, uh, root beer, like I said last time I was on, it's just great. But I, mm-hmm. if, if if he has any, if he got any of the the El Dolera El Competir, the new the new Orange Man cigar, I had that last night with uh, a medium body bourbon called Bowman Brothers. Probably probably one of the best pairings I've ever had. Um, and just uh, stout, any kind of craft beer stout with a Maduro cigar is really good. The Melks Nitro Stout with. Uh, Say uh, a satin glove is really good. Um, 
I'm not really sure what what Nuno drinks. If he's a wine drinker or I don't I don't have a clue either. But he was asking for specific drink pairings with cigars. But. Yeah, get get the nitro milk stout and uh, you know get your favorite Maduro cigar or whatever it is. And I mean that's going to be pretty hard to beat. Uh, it's pretty easy to find that. Um, and then you know IPA or uh, what would you know like a Dogfish Head ninety minute with a T fifty two Liga Pravada is really good. Oh, oh man, I like a brown ale. Oh. Yeah, the with the, the brown ale. What's what's the one that Jared always drinks? That goes good with the uh, with the uh, oh the hazelnut brown nectar. Yeah, who uh, makes that Rogue? Yep, that's a Rogue. And that goes good with the uh, Eastern Standard. That's uh-huh. a crazy good pairing. And you know, coffee rocks the Eastern Standard really well too. Also, mm-hmm. the uh, Las Marias from Crown Heads. That's with coffee. That's amazing, especially in the second third. <laughs> Mo, do you have any uh, specific proteins that are? <laughs> you know, uh, GNC and uh, the Wolfman. Uh, you know. Are you are you ditching us for pizza? No, but they're calling me from inside, so I got to go at least clean it. Okay, you go get it. We're gonna finish. <laughs> Right. No, no, I, I'm here. Go ahead. I'm, ha- I'm having a dilemma, guys. Just, I'm, I'm smoking a Italian. You're gay. Oh. Oh. We, we talked about that before because Dave said he was bi-curious. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, context. Context. <laughs> and I said, no, 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 he's way beyond bi-curious. Damn you. I said bi-curious. <laughs> oh, thank you. Love you. Uh, we'll, we'll wait while Mo gets Gentlemen, pizza. how are you? <laughs> so, Brad, I'll be um, back. You want some? You're, no. I do. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. Send me a, send a, me a uh, slice. Italian beef and Jardinera pizza. Baby. I don't care what it is, pizza. Um, Brad, what were you? What were you I'm, saying? I got this Latelier. It's burning perfect. I'm about to get the band. Should I? Uh, should I power through this band? I think you should <laughs> knock it out. Let us know. I'm, I'm no, afraid, I, I'm afraid to. I do enough risky business for these guys. <laughs> You don't have to do it. Dude, it's for the podcast. They, Man, the fans coming off. The, Sorry. The, the fans have spoken. Sorry, Internet. I'm going to power through this pudgy band. <laughs> hey, you know, this is great because uh, last week we talked about do you eat with your cigars? Well, mm-hmm. we're about to find out. So, oh. wait, what are you pairing with your pizza? Better. Are you lighting up something else or are you still smoking the same thing? No, see, okay, this is actually perfect because now I'm going to let my cigar die out. Oh, and then, uh, you're gonna eat and then relight. You betcha. See, I like to I like to eat and smoke at the same time. Uh, Me too. Yeah, try it. Sure. Try it both, Mo. Take a bite, <laughs> see how it is, and then put it out. You're smoke. You're smoking the Epernay. Yep. Oh, that From thing, 2009, dude. That thing's gonna hate uh. the relight. It's such a <laughs> it's such a delicate cigar. It's gonna hate that relight. You know, I've honestly never ate pizza with a cigar. I like oh, burgers a lot. Pizza goes well with a cigar. Does it? Yeah. You like that pepperoni taste? Uh, I just like pizza. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a big fan of that meaty taste. Burgers and fries goes well. I think maybe it's the salt in it. <laughs> Works out. <laughs> you like that salty taste? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Crazy. God. You can't make this shit up. It goes right so along I, I, with I being bi-curious. I got another, another question for you assholes. 
So it came up throughout the week, and I talked about it again today with my favorite tobacco, and it's Friday at Governor's. Uh, reviewing a cigar. You son of a bitch. Oh, my bad. Go for it. <laughs> no, Dave. You, you. It's your show. Go ahead. Which cigar? <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. I didn't know if this actually made the notes. We've, we've talked about so many things so many Dude, times before that didn't get aired. I'm on top of the notes this week. My bad. Okay. You know what? Take the notes back. I'll, I'll find my corner eventually. No, it's all right. Hold it's, on. It's around here somewhere. I'm about to take a puff. Okay. Here we go. Tell us how it is. <laughs> Dude, what other podcasts have fucking demonstrations on them? Hold on. It would have been better if Brad would have burned through the band. <laughs> Do we know that he's not right now? Ooh, that's interesting. Hmm. This is not a fake podcast. We actually do our own stunts. Yeah. (laughs) The Jackie Chan of podcasts. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend that. (laughs) Although it's not as bad as I thought it would be. That's it. I'm eating next week. I'm bringing food to the podcast I'm eating next week. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You going to make quesadillas for us all? Yeah, I should. (laughs) I should. That would be good. Have you still not seen the quesalupa? It's Dude, that's thing. not a real thing, though. It's a real yeah, fucking thing. Dude, it's a real it's a thing quesalupa. at freaking Taco Bell. Uh, dude, you got really, your name for Taco man. Bueno. <laughs> it was just on their <laughs> sign, and it was funny. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. <laughs> We're an easy crowd. And this is true. Okay, so Dave, you can go ahead and introduce our next topic. Okay. <laughs> so, you see a cigar, let's say it's released on Monday. You want to review this cigar, and it's only Friday. Roughly four and a half days have passed. <clears throat> is it wrong to give a review on a cigar that's not been resting, let's say, for a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks? So we're going to probably spend some time on this because if if me and Dave talked about this in person, I would have already punched him in the throat. But You'd only hurt yourself. <sighs> they call me iron throat so dave correct me if i'm wrong but your take is cigar should be ready straight out of the packaging at the shop right sort of my take is if they're going to release it to consumers and consumers are smoking it today then why not review it i understand the complexities and it's better and if you let it rest it's you know it's going to do wonders for the cigar i i get that but if they're letting people buy it today, the average man isn't going to let it rest for a month before he enjoys it. You know, they're going to find it at the shop. They're going to buy it. They're going to smoke it. And a lot of times that first smoke is all it takes. It's just like the first impression. If they don't love it, they may not go to it again. There's a hundred facings in a cigar shop, even in, you know, my little area of uh, Louisiana. So I, I think if it's there, if they release it today, I think it's fair game. I kind of agree, but I think anything you buy from the shop, if you're going to buy it from the shop and smoke it right then, there are some cigars where you can fire up. They maybe have been sitting in the shop a little bit. Uh, You can fire them up and they're fine. There's others that have just maybe just came in. Um, Maybe they're seriously fresh out of shipment. You should probably wait at least a couple of days on them. Let them get their humidity back and all from shipment. And uh, I know me and you have talked back and forth about this a lot, but I think mm-hmm. you should—you don't have to wait a month. But I mean, give them a couple of days, even like a bomb. If somebody bombs you, do you friggin' open up the FedEx package and fire it up? 
not generally because I have other things that I want to review and stuff before that, but if they include a 69% Boveda, why not? I don't think that the transit hurts it in any way. You don't think so? With the heat and stuff? I mean, it's 115 out in the truck and stuff? I mean, theoretically, sure. But I've smoked plenty right off the truck that were fine. You know, smoke a week or two later, not much changes. You know, a couple of months, you'll see a lot of change, but... Brad, what do you what do you got on this? I was curious your kind of take. You know, I'm I don't really review cigars, but if you think about your local shop, you got two two humidifiers off in the corner, and then you got people walking in and out of there all day long, twelve hours a day, opening the door. The cigars right by the door are drier, and you got those two humidifiers going in the corners. Those cigars are soaking wet, so. Hey Mo, if you're gonna if you're gonna eat, can you not chew in your microphone? <laughs> oh my bad. Sorry, I'm trying not to. So the humidity in your in, in your shop isn't gonna be right. But in in my opinion, I got a lighter, and if a cigar is burning goofy, you know, I'm not afraid to pick up that lighter and fix things. But do you judge it off of that? I mean, I know you don't review cigars, I, I but... Person, I personally really don't, unless it's, like, totally plugged or, um, you know, if it's really canoeing or it's having some, you know, it keeps going out, then I'll, then I'll say this. Hey, while we're on that, for some people, they don't know, explain canoeing. Um, canoeing is, for whatever reason, the cigar burns quicker on one side. So you'll have a you know a good ash going on one side, and the other side of the cigar isn't burning at all. It's like almost out, and it you know it aff- it affects the flavor of it. Thank you. Sometimes we have people ask what uh, certain terms we use. So, so if your job is a reviewer and you you know you want to be as fair as possible these cigars, I would say keep it in you know your best place at home for couple weeks and give it its best shot you know because humidity and weather really screws with cigars yeah <clears throat> and it, a lot of that is going to depend like you mentioned the b&m you know some keep theirs over humidified because of that walk through traffic <clears throat> but a lot of the cigars that i get to review aren't from b&m a lot of them are from online and I, I just don't know. Like, some people will drag it out not even a few weeks, but a couple of months, you know, and say you shouldn't review a cigar until 60 to 90 days afterwards. Well, where were those cigars that you got online? In yeah, a, they were somewhere in a, in a shop. In, in, a, in a warehouse. Mm hmm. Yeah, but they're also shit. stabilized with Bovita for three days ish. You know? With what? With what? Bovita. B- Belvita? <laughs> <laughs> the breast, no, breakfast biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know what geez. I mean. I, I just don't know if, and I, I agree with you. If you give it that three to four weeks, it, it does let it put its best foot forward. But I don't know if that's necessarily fair because people are buying it from day one from the B and M and smoking well, it. Well, say pick a certain cigar. You know, say say a warped La Hacienda. Say it's in the back corner of your shop. And mm-hmm. it's getting humidified like crazy. It's you know, or say that same exact cigars by the front door of your shop, and you know it's mm-hmm. dried out like crazy. It's just it's it's not fair as a professional reviewer to to review a cigar that was in a not perfect climate. 
Okay, so are you talking a few days or a few weeks? I mean, it depends on how dry or how wet the cigar is, you know. You got to feel it. You know, you can feel in your hand the dry mm-hmm. cigar or, you know, you can. I'm sure you've felt a cigar that's over-humidified. Mm-hmm. Or, or are you only reviewing one cigar? You know, you can... You can tell when a when you're smoking it if a cigar is really wet. Okay, so yeah. so we do have some new guys that listen. So for mm-hmm. for a new guy, an, an overhumidified cigar, Brad, you want to share? Um, you know, just picture leaves leaves like that fall off your tree and fall. You know, when they're you can, when they're dead and dry, they're crinkly in your hand. You know, if you pick up a cigar and it feels like a dry leaf from a tree, it's too dry. And if it's overhumidified. Uh, it'll feel like a leaf after a rainfall, and like a you know, sponge. Yeah, yeah. And when you smoke that, it's gonna have burn problems that are gonna affect the the flavor of it because you're gonna have to keep relighting it and adding heat. And so, personally, I think there's two different sides to this. If you're if you're if you're gonna review a cigar, if you're judging a cigar, um, then I I think you need to do it justice and give it some time. I agree. Um, now, if you're just going to judge it on Cigar Noise or Instagram, um, I don't think you should write it off. If you if you grab one out of the shop, you have to take it into account that maybe it's fresh off a truck, maybe it is sitting in the corner or by the door and it's over-humidified or under or whatever, and you saying that it's a bad cigar or it has burn issues or dry issues just because you fired it up and it was over-humidified... It's not really fair to the to the cigar either, so yeah. And that, but you know, and that influences people, you know. If I if I see somebody I know and whose judgment I trust is like this cigar is shit, but it was really just over humidified, you know, then I missed out on maybe a cigar that I like. What are you, you yeah. de- DJing over there, Mo? What the hell? Uh, putting the pizza box back together. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mixing tapes. <laughs> but a lot of what we talked about so far has been humidity, you know, like the draw, the burn, those sorts of things. But I, I feel like a lot of what the criticism is coming from, from, you know, 30 to 60 days of wait is for the flavors to kind of marry up a little bit more, you know, for you to get a little more out of that cigar. Shit. Yeah, but, but why would you smoke a cigar in a way that it was unintended to be smoked? Well, if it's released... It's intended to be smoked that day because somebody is expected to buy it that day. Yeah, Wouldn't I know, but they're not. It is, yeah, but you got to take into account shipping and all yeah. that still. Dude, but even just so, about, just about any seasoned cigar smoker you meet is gonna they'll, they'll smoke a, 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 a cigar that was released that day, but they'll tell you what they're gonna buy another couple just in case they miss something because they know sure. that you know what this is probably not going to be the peak of this cigar, and that's not to oh, mention. Of and this talks to another thing, too. And, um, you know, buying cigars you're going to age versus cigars you're, you're going to buy to smoke. And you have to, in my opinion, and this is where, you know, the whole back, we're not going to get into the Opus argument again. But Opus <laughs> is a good example of this. You're not buying an Opus to smoke. And if you're a baller like that and you can afford to smoke Opus every single day, more power to you. Thank but you. for most people, they're buying an Opus because they're going to age it. They're going to go buy... Let's just say a my father, you know, La Florida Antilles or whatever to smoke every day. And the expectations have to be different in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. And so I don't know, man. If like okay, did, 
we're going to use the Davidoff box press Nicaragua as a perfect example. I That's a great example. And, and I bought two of them. I smoked one right away. It would have been the third day it was released. Okay, and I liked it. But you know what? I'm not going to go write a review or something like that about that cigar because I'm still going to wait and smoke the other one before I do. Because I want to make sure that I really liked it. Now, see, so, the, the one you shipped me, um, mm-hmm. probably sit in my, what, at least a week, right? Maybe longer? Yeah. So, and it was good. No issues. I mean, I was smoking in the wind, so I always take that into account. But I don't even think I had any burn issues or anything. I had to relight it once because uh, I was busy with stuff, but it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I always try to take that stuff into account, especially if I'm driving with my windows down. You're probably going to have burn issues. <laughs> Yeah, um, and it's right. not the cigar's fault. Yeah, right. And I think sometimes people have unrealistic expectations of cigars. You know, these are handmade things that are, come from nature. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like they're not. Uh, you know, they're not made in like a factory. Well, some of them are, I guess. Well, they are made in a factory. They're not you know made I mean. in a medical supply factory. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, where there's like sterilization procedures. And... Right. Even then, you have pre-release reviews. Yeah, sure. You know, um, I don't know. I, I just think, I think it's uh, it's unfair on both parts. You know, okay. If they're going to release yeah. a cigar and expect me to buy it, <laughs> well, we they're just expecting talk. all my brothers and sisters to buy it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but but you know what though, most cigars that do hit the market have been aging already for a while. The problem sure. is, like Drew said, is the transit, and I don't care what yeah. anybody says, that's going to affect the cigar. Mm-hmm. So every B and M should hold it for a couple of weeks before they allow patrons to buy it. No, that's oh. not. That's not. They're not in the business to hold and act as a warehouse. They're in the business to sell it. You, as the consumer, have to make that conscientious decision. Yeah, right. And sometimes they do. Sometimes, yeah. um, I mean, sometimes they'll be in there for a week before they put them out. I know one yeah. of my local shops. He'll um, he'll set them in the humidor and kind of just put them down low, let them get some humidity before he actually puts them on the shelf. So. He knows yeah. the process, and he tries to take care of the customer from not having those kind of shipment issues. He'll just let nice them set solid. before he starts selling them. Real quick, here comes the relight. Uh-oh. Man, this is like, dude, this is like real demonstration shit. Don't you feel like you're back in science class or something? <laughs> yeah, Bill Nye. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Pregnant what, pause. What do you think? Ah, oh, even better. <laughs> that was a way late drum roll well actually i'll tell you this kind of brings us on to another topic let's hear it what do you got um because i'll tell you i hadn't eaten since man noon twelve thirty when i had lunch before i just had a little bit of pizza um eating and smoking you know making sure do you guys uh, try to make sure that you have at least eaten within the last couple of hours before you smoke. And how important is that to you to like, okay, I've at least eaten in the, you know, the past couple hours or whatever, I'm going to go ahead and smoke a cigar. Or do you try to eat closer to before you're going to smoke, or does it not matter? Um, I, I try to eat, um, if not right before, within a couple hours of. But I mainly do that too because if I'm going to a shop to smoke, I'm probably going to be there a couple hours. Um, so I know I'm just going to be sitting there, so I'll be hungry again. Yep. Right <laughs> and here. he will be hungry. And I don't take a protein shake with me. 
Yeah, he would have one of your fault. customers and grind them into a protein shake. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> you guys starved me that day. Jeez. Dude, I was like, oh, it's not lunchtime. I look over and Drew's got red in his eyeballs. <laughs> he just scared me to death. Had to get him out of there real quick before he ate fucking Larry. <laughs> scared you to death or turned you on? <laughs> Probably a little, a little of both. both. <laughs> yeah. A little of both. <laughs> Holy crap, my brother just pulled off. What the hell is he doing here? He wants some pizza. Yeah. Hang out. Let me ask him. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, if I'm reviewing a cigar, I try not to eat. I try not to drink uh, coffee or anything else prior. You know, and I want to get into that at least uh, halfway through the first third before I try any pairings with it or anything. But to me, I feel like that that gives it the best foot forward. But if I'm going to socialize, I will definitely eat prior. How much? How much prior? Uh, you don't well. You don't do it on an empty stomach like in the morning review, do you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, you do. Okay, that yeah. explains it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe well, you, should, you, you should try eating, and you would enjoy those cigars better. <laughs> no, man, everything is fresh, you know, and you get the that's, flavor without the, anything else. I've that's, seen you, you know, in the morning, and you were not fresh. <laughs> you, You're doing you know, something. I, I don't even want to ask. You're doing what, something what just wrong. Transpired there. <laughs> Opinions vary. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, what what do you got, man? You know, you know, a cigar can be a, a compliment to a good meal. You know, if you're oh yeah, but you know, if you if you're gonna review, you wanna you know, you go to all day long, you're eating and drinking and maybe smoking other cigars, and your palate, you know, like it's overwhelmed. If you if you want to do a true review, you got to do it right away in the morning. You know, when your palate is a, at, as fresh as it's gonna be. You know, that's when you're going to get the most out mm-hmm. of a cigar. You know, and as the day goes on, you're muting that. This, yeah. is, this is coming from a guy that doesn't review cigars. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, he, did my re- mentor. He, he did a that's review for us, and it was phenomenal, mm-hmm. and he won't do another one. What the hell, man? Take, it takes the fun out of smoking. It yeah. kind of does sometimes. So I was talking to Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, ouch. Ooh. Just kidding, Dave. You're the best, man. Well, actually, you know what? I am going to give Dave a huge compliment. So, Ray, I know you'll eventually listen to this. But Ray said that Dave's presence on the podcast is what tops it off. And that, um, you know, so that's a big compliment to you, man. And uh, appreciate that, Ray. That's like whipped cream and a cherry on top, right? Uh, I don't don't know if that's what he meant by it, but. (laughs) Well, Ray, I appreciate you, buddy. Oh, and yeah. by the way, uh, if there's a moo cow rich out there, you're a pimp. A what? Are you really? Is he really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just dropped that like it's hot. Yeah. Shift F8. Drop the mic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Mo, I, um, I've got some other little things, but... Um, yeah, we, we know. We, talk, <laughs> we talked about... Uh, <laughs> You and where's where's the Schwarzenegger voice now? You, you and <laughs> we t- we talked about you watching Dexter. Did you ever finish it? No, I got two episodes left. Dude, come on! Dude, you gotta savor them like a good cigar. I want to know what you think of it though. Wait, you finished watching it? No, I haven't finished it. <laughs> I want I want your opinion so that I can finish it. Why? So you do the opposite? Yeah. No, I started. Uh, I started watching it again. Yeah, it's a big thing. 
that, uh, Brad, do you have anything you want to talk about, man? No, just I, I talk about it, the cigar bomb. How do I explain it? But that, no, I don't, I don't have anything. That's all you had. Nope, I'm boring. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a Boy Scout. You know, I, I, know, I don't remember who it was on Cigar Noise, but they had asked, um, what it, is the hype around Cuban cigars real or not real or something like that? That was HGD. And, yeah, yeah, I remember and, that. And, uh, you know, look, man, it's all palate based You know, some guys, that's all they'll smoke. Other I'm, guys... Yeah, I'm a hype like that. I believe that hype. I love those things. <laughs> <laughs> Choo-choo. Hype you train. Know, and and nice. then it goes, you know, so that whole thing also feeds into the band chasing, like we've talked about before, you know. Um, Actually, I just had the pleasure of uh, meeting Dion uh, from Illusioni, and we just talked about that, too. Um, so, you know, this is like a common thing, you know. It's like, what really makes a Cuban cigar so good? Is it is it because it's Cuban and it's kind of like a taboo thing? Is it because you think you're cool because you got a Cuban? I mean... Because they have the best soil and climate on Earth, and it's like... Right. Bordeaux in France, the wine is... No, the, the all of us on this podcast know you don't mean what you're saying right now. We all know you don't mean what you're <laughs> I, saying right now. I, I really think Cuban cigars are better. They're just richer to me. You know, I, I, like, I explain it like smoking a cigar, you know, is like eating a meal, you know. But smoking a Cuban cigar to me is like eating a Thanksgiving or Christmas meal. Like just that much more... Richness and flavor. Hmm. Interesting. What do you, what do you since we're on that? What do you what Cuban stuff do you smoke? What do you? I, I like. I, I got that H. Upman Royal Robusto right now. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. Whoa, the best cigar I ever. The best cigar I ever had was a vintage uh, El Rado Mundo Schwa Supreme. Just way mm-hmm. underrated cigar. Just a great cigar. Do you, you know, do you smoke any, like, on a regular basis? I smoke them, like, once a week. Okay. What, I mean, does anybody else chime in? I, I personally agree with Brad. For the price, I mean, Cuban cigars, when, when you compare them, <laughs> you know, dollar for dollar, you get a lot of bang for your buck. And personally, I love that smooth, easy, um profile with a lot of character you know and you get so much flavor out of it without uh a lot of i mean it, it's got more body than strength is an interesting thing i i love it personally well, we got it anybody who's listening you have your answer that's it but it's also it's like comparing apples and oranges you know what i mean so it, it's not really like is it better than i think you nailed it mo with the preferences and some people really like that that strong, full body, full strength cigar. Yeah. Some people really want that punch in the face, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's it just comes down to individual. You know, um, don't think because you don't like Cuban cigars that you don't know cigars. You yeah. know, some people mistake that. Oh, you must not know cigars if you're not into Cubans. Well, that couldn't be further from the truth. Cubans and, and, don't hit everybody the same way. And, and when yeah. I say I'm on, I'm hyped. You know. My favorite cigar is a Regis Red, a Nicaraguan. Uh, you know, I don't just stick exclusively to one country and you know, all. Is that they're, the they're, 
Is that the same nice. one you mentioned the other day that you said they no longer? What's the one you mentioned last time you were on the podcast? You said they oh, no longer don't make. Don't try to trick me into that. <laughs> <laughs> the unmentionable. <laughs> no, it's a Lapolino. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mo goes. Uh. <laughs> but I mean, if if you think about it, how many cigars truly compare to Cuban cigars? I mean, it, it really is more apples and oranges, I think. You know, a lot of cigars out there can compare to them. I mean, there's some of the best, like I said, the Regis Red is from Nicaragua, and that's my favorite cigar. Yeah, but, but I mean, price, like price and everything, not just flavor, but like price, flavor, texture, the whole nine. Uh, if you're talking price, that's a whole different ballgame. Because we, yeah, we got to we gotta pay taxes, you know. The yeah. Cuban cigars we're getting are from, I, I forget what that's called, that where you don't have to pay taxes at the airport. Yeah, mm-hmm. duty-free. Duty free. Yeah. It's kind of it's like the post office and FedEx, you know. They ship the same box as $16 at FedEx and $6 at the post office because the government subsidizes it, you know, yeah. tax money. And I think I think... That might be the case down in Cuba. I'm not 100 percent sure, but they, they do seem a little bit cheaper. But I think it's a lot to do with taxes. And you know that would be an, an awesome podcast topic for another show or this show whenever, Drew. But uh, like, what would happen? Would people still buy from the gray market? You know, from overseas when uh, Cubans were legalized, would they establish LCDH um, places here? You know, how many people would actually shop from them? I think I think that's their plan. Yeah, I think so too. It makes sense, you know. Well, whatever it is, the biggest thing we owe to Cuban cigars is the fact that it's probably going to stop any FDA regulations from moving forward. So yes, sir. That that to me is the biggest thing, most importantly. So, uh, Mo, I've <laughs> um, here we go. Yeah. Um, so I've been telling Dave some of your. Uh, some of your stories. I didn't know if you wanted to share one of them on the podcast or not. <laughs> maybe, one. maybe uh, this one. Oh wow! Okay. Um, so it wasn't INS or ICE now. Um, no. It, okay. So man, how do I? Where do I even begin? I mean, is this even really a podcast? Is this <laughs> podcast funny, dude? let's do it all right i'll try to be quick with it uh so okay um so drew and i had met in oklahoma that's how we became friends i moved down there for a job well i got relocated to illinois which is where i grew up um and so i had an apartment out in uh a rural area so i work in the agricultural industry so i live in rural areas during the week and so i'm out in said rural area and um i just wake up from a nap and um I hear banging on my door, and it says, police, open up. And um, I was like, why? And so uh, I responded, um, I'm not opening shit, uh, exact words. Next thing I know, I have SWAT busting through my door, get on the ground, hands behind your back, face the floor. And they get into asking me a bunch of questions. Wait, it took like six guys, though, to put you down. Oh, you can't write it, did, if not seven or eight. Taser and pepper spray, too, right? <laughs> yeah, no, me, no, the reality is there were six guys there were six guys in full SWAT gear 
Um, I mean, camoed up, guns drawn. I mean, it was like, okay, this is a bit much, guys. Are you that fucking bored? But anyway, um, so they start asking me a bunch of questions. They get into it. Finally, they realize they had the wrong apartment. And so, uh, you know, after that, it was, we're really sorry. Can we buy you dinner? Um, that type of deal. They offered to buy me food, which was nice of them. But uh, that was about after I had a heart attack. So. Damn. Yep. Is there, so like, a never... snoring sound effect on that board? Oh, come on. <laughs> that was funny, dude. Did you just cool story, bro, Mo? <laughs> what just happened? That's funny. He's, he's from Wisconsin. His brain's cluttered with fucking cheese. <laughs> so did you take him up on the dinner offer? No, I, mean, I did they, not. I just wanted they, him to leave. They essentially yeah, just, fucked you without dinner. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, pretty much. Uh, no, I did not, man. I was, I'll tell you, that was a weird experience. You know, like, well, they, they had said an informant had told them that drugs were being sold out of my apartment or something like that. And what it was, was actually the apartment below me. And so, um, yeah, that was that, man. Damn. And of course I got my cigars all over the place. <laughs> they don't say anything about those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hot damn. All Let's right. move on to the next one. We got time, right? We got time. What uh, do you do? You have something you want to talk about? Since it's your podcast, all right? I, I want to listen to Mo's life story here. Oh, you want? Uh, you don't have enough. You don't have enough. Uh... I think we should, we got to <laughs> save the other story that I'm referring to for another. Oh man, I've been waiting on it for so long. I, I don't know what that one is. Yeah, you do. Come on. I've been waiting like three weeks, Mo. Give me a hint. You you called me. Asking me how to handle that situation. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll save that one for another podcast, though. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, we don't want to put Brad to sleep. <laughs> Too late. He's not Brad. already. Yeah, Brad. Are we done? Come in, Brad. Over. Over. Brad, um, no, do you yeah, have anything I'm you want to talk about, man? Oh, I don't have any crazy stories like that. No, you don't have to. Do you have any cigar topics you'd like to talk about that have come up this week? Um, there was one on the, that came up on the noise, Two Bro NC, and said uh, how to oh. expand and uh, yes. define flavors on his palate. Is that, is that crazy, or is that to be something that can be learned? What do you think? Go ahead, man. I don't know. I'd like to hear someone else's opinion. Okay. I, I think me and Mo kind of talked about this on, this week. Dave, you're pretty opinionated. Have at it. <laughs> <laughs> What a day. Uh, <laughs> he hears so that a lot. When I first started Cigar Noise, it was because I felt like everybody else was full of shit. You know, like I was I was really like, no, there's no way all these flavors are in that cigar. It's impossible. And so within my first couple of reviews, I noticed a big difference. Three, four, or five reviews later, an even bigger difference. When you sit down and you purposely examine and analyze every puff coming in it's amazing what you can find like <clears throat> and, and in all fairness it opens it up a whole helps, new world in all fairness it probably also helps when you're not smoking ci samplers the cigars yeah. you probably started smoking or had a little bit more flavor and complexity to them but even then when you're sitting down and you're not socializing you know you're sitting down that's all you're doing is focusing mm-hmm. on that cigar maybe you have music maybe not you it makes a huge difference. And Brad is my flavor mentor for everybody listening. This guy told me about licking a penny 
to understand that metallic, that mineral taste. And that, that opened a whole other world together. And then certain things like nuts, you know, you can have them out and you can try them while you're smoking a cigar and see which one fits. Certain things like spices, you can smell them, you know. But a lot of the, the flavors associated with the cigar are not taste flavors. I've never licked cedar to taste it, you know, but you smell it and it's reminiscent of certain smells. Tastes like it smells. Yeah. Hmm. And, and that's what it is. Remember when I was sick for that for that year, Dave, and I was smoking mm-hmm. cigars, and I couldn't, I couldn't, my nose was plugged up. I couldn't taste a thing, you know. Like uh, I smoked a Lenox, and it and it tasted like air because my nose, you know, your nose, I think is what triggers it to your to your brain. Do you have a technique that you use, Dave? Do you like hold it in your hold the smoke in your mouth and then kind of visualize, you know, oh, this would be a campfire. This would be, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> this, guy, this guy wants to know if it's bullshit. And he, he definitely has a technique, all right. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's definitely not bullshit. Definitely not bullshit. It, it's, it's not It's not bullshit. And, and Brad, I, I think to answer your question, I, I don't know how to verbally say it without sounding uh, retarded. You just you gave a paragraph about nuts and Mo didn't say anything, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm mature now. Yeah, he's, he's growing up over this time. But my, uh, I would. Go ahead. Well, I, I think for me, it, it's the half retro hail. You know, it's where you can, you get the mouth feel, but then you also, you let it kind of blow out through your sinuses. So it's not like a 100% retro hail through the nose, but it's kind of a half and half mixture. And yeah. that to me provides the most benefit with the least amount of risk. Oh, it's train time. I know. Oh, Damn it. Always the most opportune times. <laughs> Mo and I, Mo and I were talking. I was telling him, I said, "Oh yeah, I was drinking this whiskey and with this cigar. I mean, it was just, it was incredible. It really made that cigar pop." And Mo was like, "I don't, you know." He's like, "Sometimes I wish I would drink to know the the flavors that you guys experience, you know, from from the booze." And I'm like, "It's still, you know, it's still, it's bullshit, you know. It's still." Booze tastes like gasoline. Cigar smoke tastes like smoke, you know? So I, I don't know if it's something that you can learn or if it, you know, it, is a cigar just always going to taste like smoke? I, I don't know. Well, do, you, do you, but, okay. But, I think when I first had my first cigar, the La Florida Dominicana, I could taste stuff in it. You know, it didn't just taste like smoke or like a cigarette. It tasted, you know, I could taste at least spices and stuff. So what do you think now? I mean, do you taste all this craziness like Dave does? Yeah, I don't. I don't think I have the vocabulary he has, but yeah, I can. Have you ever had cereal milk in your cigar? Yeah. <laughs> Christmas spices. I, you know, I wouldn't use those terms. I would say, you know, something else. But Windex. I would, I would. I haven't had the Windex. <laughs> oh, you bastard! I've only had that one cigar. <laughs> I don't think that was even a cigar, Dave. Yeah, no, that that was an old your, old your neighbor. Yeah. No, it was petri- it was petrified by the time I got to it. That was a CI sampler stick from the nineteen eighties, <laughs> wasn't it? I'm not joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not wrong. Jeez. <laughs> but I, I think a lot of it comes from um, what we've already discussed. You know, like being able to visualize but also think of the smell not necessarily the taste but two man it it is amazing how much you will discover if you just put all your energy into reviewing a cigar 
whether it's paper, whether it's computer, but just take notes and just that's all you're doing is focusing on that cigar. And it's it really opens a whole new world. You you ever see the wine testers and they swish the wine around in their mouth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you ever switch the smoke <laughs> around in your mouth? Absolutely. Well, yeah. That, that's how I determine the mouth feel. And I, I think I don't really switch it necessarily. Don't but yeah, lie. you can kind of move it around your mouth some. Sure. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, and then you, you blow it out slowly. You know, you can kind of pick up extra little bits from that. Yeah. Dave. This is going south real fast. Can you, can you guys can you guys do those jokes with any kind of podcast or is a cigar podcast just? Oh no, we can do it on anything for your, for your comedy for our childish sense of humor. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> you guys would get along great with my ten year old son because every time my wife's like, "Well, go get your balls," and he's like, "Balls," you know. I think you guys would get along great with him. Well, God knows his dad don't have any. No, no, they're long, long gone in my wife's purse. <laughs> so we're going for mediocre cigar sense, but fifth grade humor. I like it. There you go. <laughs> uh, Hell yeah, Dave. You got anything? Or Brad? You got anything else? I don't, I don't know if it. I don't know if it's bullshit or if it can be learned. Two bro NC from the cigar noise. <clears throat> Um, I, I would Dave, say I'm it's, proof it can be learned. You think it's learned or can I, be? I, 100% I believe it can be learned because the whole reason for cigar noise was that I thought it was bullshit, you know? And then you learn the steps. And like Brad with that stupid penny, I thought he was just playing around with me. And I licked the penny and I was like, hot damn, there it is. You know? The, the, the first time I got busted for drinking at a party – the, we were all sitting there waiting for the cops to breathalyze us, and someone's like, if you put a penny in your mouth, um, the breathalyzer will show a zero. So we are all sitting there with pennies, you know? <laughs> I think... And that's that metallic. I think, I think Brad Jedi mind tricked you. <laughs> no, man. Like, you, you'll be surprised. The same thing with, like, peppercorn. Blood, blood it, you know, if you cut yourself yeah. in, That's got that mineral taste, and you can get that in cigars quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, same thing with peppercorns, you know, and certain nuts. I, I really have a hard time with nuts. Like, no bullshit. They, no, you they don't. drive me crazy sometimes. <laughs> Trying to they figure drive, out, like, the nuts almond or nuts. cashew. <laughs> they really do. And But if you have it out there, you sometimes you can smell them. Sometimes you got to taste them. But, yeah, if you, uh, you want to pinpoint stuff, you can do it, and it can be learned. Well, uh, you know, I'm going to say it's a hybrid answer. I think that some people... Um, are predisposed to having a better sense of uh, taste and uh, an ability to pick up flavors. So in that sense, they could be at an advantage. But to say that you can't altogether, no, I I think you can. And, um, you know, actually the guy, I think Barry Stein it was on Cigar Authority, did a really nice write-up on how to go about better tasting your cigars. And a lot of it actually is kind of what David mentioned. So if you guys want to check that out. Awesome. The same thing with spices too, just for everybody out there, like nutmeg and cinnamon and um, Christmas. I think allspice is actually a, a combination of cinnamon, nutmeg, and clove, if I remember right. But you, yeah, just have them out there. And so when you're smoking a cigar, if you think you get a baking spice out of it, you can smell those and you can pinpoint it a little easier. Is that what you do? Do you cook a lot? Yeah. No, not much anymore. But um, there have been cigars where, yeah, I've brought them all out and I've, I've mm-hmm. tried to 
get pinpoint accuracy on it. Take a picture of that next time you do that. I'm not, I got I'm, one. If you look at the elk already, my wife already thinks I'm crazy and all. That would not probably imagine that. <laughs> no. <laughs> if, if you look at the El Compartir review, you'll you'll see it, man. You'll see uh, all the spices laid out there. Where I'm trying to figure it out. I gotcha. All right. I think it's combination too. I think you can kind of learn it. But if you, you know, already... what would be interesting is a sommelier. A what? Yeah. Get, what? Getting a sommelier on here and, and asking them like how they learned their craft because oh. I'm, I'm sure you're right. Like certain people are predisposed to certain things, but they have to go through a stage of learning. They yeah, have of to. course. It's, yeah. I've, I've done that wine tasting. It's the same thing. You know, they they instead of retrohaling, it's called trilling, and you like you take a sip of the wine and then you retrohale and you blow the the flavors are like it say the say the wine tastes like peaches and then when you do this trilling you like retrohale the wine through your nose you don't literally put the liquid in your nose the smell you, yeah the smell through your nose and then it tastes you know it goes from peaches and then it tastes like strawberries in it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know you can you can taste different stuff in wine so i don't know if we mentioned this on a previous podcast or not um Sometimes they grow other things in the tobacco fields in the off season. I, I actually asked uh, someone about that. What'd you find out? Um, he kind of gave me a, a, a presidential answer. You know where they where they say both. He said that yeah. He said they have a field and they grow in Nicaragua. And I thought he said they put beans. Mm-hmm. Um. And then they said they let the actually the rollers and the people that work for the company pick the beans, but they leave the stalks and what the leaves or whatever else grows a bean. And they he said they do they fold that back into the earth as fertilizer. Mm-hmm. But ju- that was but, a cool conversation. But by just the way. beans, yeah, not not other stuff. Yeah, he told me at at, at their uh, farm in Nicaragua it was beans. Hmm. It may be different in Cuba or Honduras or, or you know, at Don Pepin's factory or Don Pepin's farm and, you know, whoever else's farm. They may have a different technique. So some of those flavors could impart into the soil and then into the tobacco as well. That, that's what I heard. But Well, and his premise was that if it was that case, that they would plant other things besides beans, wasn't it? He would plant other things to specifically get that taste in the cigar, wasn't it? Um, was he saying it did it or it didn't? Yeah, that's I, what I, he was, he was he saying was that, it, not. that it didn't, but they do. They fold the crops into the soil. And what I heard was in Cuba, they plant, you know, whatever plants, coffee or whatever, and that imparts it. But he, he made it sound like they didn't do coffee or they didn't do peppers. So... I'm still still not 100% so we, clear. We don't really have an answer. Yeah, it's a it seems more like a possibility. Seeing that they do it like that at this farm in Nicaragua. All right. Dave, anything else tonight, man? I'm good, brother. Brad, anything else, man? I don't have anything. Nothing. Oh, actually, actually I do. I just want to I know you guys probably uh you don't like to talk about your cigar and uh, you know, or show it on Instagram or anything, but I just wanted to say uh, I'm really shocked you guys pulled it off. I mean, the cigar, the both of the cigars, the Max Press is one of the. I guess the thanks. Best, the best uh, San Andreas cigars I've probably ever had. 
And the uh, the Legacy, I smoked that one right away in the morning. And, that you know, that thing's a beast. But I uh, I appreciated it the other night. I was... I was, I had a cigar and I had a few beers and I was video herfing and I'm like, what should I have next? You know, my palate's kind of fried, but I knew right away, I knew it was a legacy. You know, that thing's got flavor that just transcends. So I just want to say a really good job on both of the cigars. Thank you, sir. Did, okay. You said Max Press? Yeah, the Max Press. I said that that's one of the best San Andreas cigars I've probably ever had. Should somebody correct him? No. Okay. What, what is it? It's not San Andreas. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. What is it? I was going to let it go, Drew. I know. What is it? <laughs> it's, I never, it's, it's, it's Ecuadorian Maduro. Okay. Well, yeah. No, say, yeah, but you know, never, you're right. The, the, taste, the, the taste profile is similar to what you would get from a San Andreas. So I could definitely see why and, you would think and, that. And I never looked up your information, but yeah, I'm not that much, I'm not that much of a cigar nerd that I can tell, <laughs> you know... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna take it as a compliment. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed them both. That's awesome, man. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Uh, Mo, you got anything else? Yeah, man. Just wanted to say, um, definitely had the pleasure of meeting uh, Dion from Illusioni Cigars tonight. Um, awesome, awesome guy. He has agreed to join us on a future podcast. Um, so look for that. I believe James Brown from uh, Black Label of Negra, he's going to be on next week, Drew? Um, week, uh, after. week after. Week, week after. after, okay. So um, we got some pretty cool guests lined up. Um, definitely looking forward to that. So, um, you know, and Dion's one of those guys that doesn't really talk to a lot of people, so I think that would be pretty cool for us. Um, I mean, he just doesn't do a lot of interviews, I guess. But uh, that will be cool, man. So looking forward to both those guys joining us. Hell, yeah. Awesome. Anybody else got anything else tonight? I love you, Drew. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I'll invite well, that, you that's, a, that's like a me too. <laughs> <laughs> Not after his bi-curious comment earlier. <laughs> now it's yes. <laughs> love you too. <laughs> oh, geez. All right. Well, you guys have a good one. All right, man. Chat with everybody next Thanks, week. Guys. Good night, guys. Thank you. Guys, good night. Be sure to follow us on uh, social media and watch uh, for any updates for our blogs as well as our cigars coming out in the next few weeks. Uh, you can email us at thesultansofsmoke at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at Sultan Smoke, Instagram, the Sultans of Smoke, Twitter at Sultans of Smoke. Thanks for joining us. Catch you next week.